here at SEC Media Days, of course, day number three. That's right, the hat that says it all here. T-Bob hanging out. Um, all right, first of all, we're going to talk ball here. We're going to talk LSU. We're going to talk Saban. We're going to talk Alabama. But first and foremost, tell everybody where they can catch you because I don't even want to insult yeah, you by missing on some place that you are because you are everywhere. Oh, it's, it's way – okay, so uh, off the bench – uh, that's the morning show in Louisiana. If you're, but that's gonna. If you're in LSU, you definitely want to listen to OTP. Okay, uh, but then if you're in a console as a whole, what I'm really, me and Aaron Murray host a uh, a daily podcast called Snaps. YouTube.com/slash/at Volume Snaps, or if you just Google Snaps podcast, like Apple, Spotify, whatever. Uh, I, I I like that show. Very fun. R rated. You know, we can kind of get into whatever we want. Very fun. Check it out. Uh, everything on our network, of course, no FCC on this platform either. Uh, also, if you're a Texas fan, you definitely want to listen to that show. That is for sure. Look, look, here, here's this is what's crazy about all these Texas fans being mad at me. They're mad at me for telling them to win 10 games. Like, I'm holding Sark to a higher standard than they are. Steve Sarkeesian has never won 10 games. Okay, and and you're like, oh, well, where's he been? Okay, he was at Washington. What happened when he left? Chris Peterson showed up. He won ten games and went to a playoff. Uh, okay, he was at USC. Look what Lincoln Riley just did in year number one. He won eleven. Like, like I, 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 maybe Sark is the guy. And what's crazy is I'm gonna be like, I will accept the L if they get ten with a bowl game and they're in the Big 12 and they're markedly more talented than everybody in that conference. So, like, don't get mad at me. Just join me. Like, Texas fans, you should you should hold Sark to the same standard. I'm just not sure that he's the guy. Incredible potential. I don't know that I think that he's the guy. And uh, I also, like, Georgia fans get mad at me because, again, I'm dealing with this being honest with him. They're not going to win a third natty. Dude, I've said it all week this week. They are not going to win, and it's and I, so it's funny because I was I, I went on a bunch of other shows, and people were like, "Well, why don't you think Georgia?" And there's no like logical reason on paper that Georgia's not going to win. And this is not what we we're going to talk about, but we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, because on paper, they have the best offensive line in the country, the best coaching staff maybe in the country. They've got one of the best defensive lines in the country, the best secondary in the country, the best receiving core in the country, one of the easier schedules of all the top 10 or 12 teams yeah. in college football. On paper, there's no logical reason to pick against them. But three-peats are hard. Distractions are a real thing. Noise, complacency, like there's a million factors that go into going to the national championship. And there's really good teams everywhere else. I don't – I am – it's not it, – it, it almost feels like a hot take that I don't think they're going to win the national championship, but it should not be. No. Well, well, well it's kind of funny because really um, it should never be a hot take to say that one because mathematically you should never have one person be the overwhelming like this is going to happen. I think I think there is – so, so I agree with you. Kind of the core of the take is three-peats never happened before. And we all know Minnesota before World War II, whatever. So I, you don't count that. Um so, yeah, exactly, right, exactly. Like, you, anything pre-integration, like Alabama with their 18 championships, like, miss me with all that BS. Um, but, but there is a bit of an on-paper reason. And to me, it's that, like, Todd Munkin was the final piece of the national championship puzzle. And despite a lot of dog fans trying to replace him for a few years now, Stetson Bennett was incredible in the biggest moments. I mean, MVP of every playoff and championship game he ever played in. Um, you lose that. He's, he's doing really well, apparently, in, like, Rams camp. So, like, look, I've heard, I've heard very good things from Carson Beck, and Carson Beck is going to dominate the regular season. But does he win the Ohio State game? 
you know? Yeah. Like, like, that's the core of the issue. When they actually get into a fist fight, will the court, will Carson Beck be able to show up? And I don't know, man. We'll see. No, I, I think last year even there was reasons that Kirby and Nolan Smith played the disrespect card. They had Bennett coming back. They had Munkin coming back. They had all the experience on defense. They were picked third in the, in, the, in the nation. They were picked second in the SEC. There was reasons that Kirby could play those disrespect cards. None of those reasons are here now on paper. They're all, they're all gone, and to your point, in the NFL. So I guess my question, because I'm going to talk LSU and Bama. Well, no, I think it's a, it's a perfect way to talk LSU and Bama because the question is who has the formula to beat Georgia? You mentioned Ohio State, elite quarterback, skill position players in, in space, right? Probably a good pass rush. You're probably going to need that. LSU has that. I think Florida State has that potentially. There's a few other teams around the country that may have it. Ohio State if they figure out their quarterback, and certainly Alabama if they figure out their quarterback. So LSU or Bama, at the end of the year, when they've developed, which team has a better formula for matching up with Georgia in the SEC championship game? I, I, I you know, I, 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 at the risk of coming off as homerish here, I'll answer LSU, but it's simply because – the question mark at quarterback for Alabama. And 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 I'm pretty I'm more bullish on Alabama's quarterback situation than most. Like a lot of people take Saban's con- comments post spring when he's like, you know, that that room needs to ask themselves like are we doing what we need to do? And then they look at Tyler Buckner coming in and they take that as like, okay, that room sucks. I don't think that. I just see a coach trying to maximize and apply pressure to get the best out of that room, right? Like that that's that's good that's good coaching. So so, I, I, like I said, I think I'm a little more bullish on that room those, but it is an unknown, right? I know Jaden Daniels, and I have – I think Jaden Daniels is going to take a huge step. And you say, well, how's that possible? He started for four years. Well, okay, that, that's fair, but Arizona State, very volatile. Um, he had the incredible freshman year. Then there was COVID where they only played a few games. But then you're like, well, how, how can you improve after you've already started 37 games? His junior year at Arizona State, he throws 10 touchdowns, 10 picks. Last year, it was 17 to 3. So, like, you already saw a pretty big lead. And now he has uh, all the returning coaches, returning offensive line, returning weapons. He has an offseason where he's been in Baton Rouge, is no longer getting used to a new culture, new teammates, everything. He, he has a, like, everything is lined up. The stability, everything is lined up for him to take a massive forward. So, that's why I would say that maybe LSU is a bit better suited to potentially overcoming Georgia. The problem is, can you hang in the trenches? I mean, that's that's the that's the thing. And I love LSU's interior defensive line. I mean, Mackay Wingo, Mason Smith. I think you'd probably be hard pressed to find a better combination in the country. Um, but they they don't really have everybody at edge rusher. Uh, like, I mean, you're kind of going to be maybe relying on, like, Deshaun Womack, a true freshman. Um, I, I, I like you. I like you in terms of edge run defenders. I like Saban Jones. But so so I'm a little – like, that's the question with anything Georgia is can you, can you hang in the trenches? And so if I think about how do you overcome them, that's where maybe somebody like um, – Jaden Daniels becomes that piece because he's dynamic enough where maybe he can, he can even if you like even if you're kind of getting your ass kicked a little bit there maybe he can make just yeah like make some plays that can that yes that that that, that can that can overcome it. 
Uh, so I'm curious about what you think about the middle class, and I've asked a lot of people, and I've gotten different answers all week long. Um, so many good teams, so many questions at quarterback. And going back to your LSU point, there's only two teams in the league that have a returning quarterback and coordinator. It's Vanderbilt and LSU. Yeah. They're the only two where the pair comes back, which is another case for, for LSU. Um, but you look around, like Tennessee fans are excited. Kentucky fans, I think they're, that's a sneaky good team. South Carolina fans are excited. Arkansas fans are excited. Ole Miss fans are excited. Auburn fans are more excited than anybody else. Uh, which team in that middle class, very healthy, very strong middle class, uh, which team since being here this week have you changed your opinion on that maybe you think A&M's in this group too. They got the dudes that actually could bubble up and challenge the Alabama, LSU, Georgia top tier. Like who, who is this year's Tennessee, for lack of a better question? Okay, so I think that if you're talking about challenging the top and potential, I think the answer has to be Texas A&M. Um, and I'll just go – easy mode here and just do what we all do. And I'll go back to Bud Elliott's blue chip ratio where, I mean, that's like, if you know, I mean, whatever, you, you all probably know if you're listening to this, what blue chip ratio is, but it's simply like how many four and five stars do you have on the roster? No team's ever won it. That has been over 50%. Texas A&M scores very highly there. I think they're still top five in the entire country. And again, Texas A&M last year was a bit like, like uh, just a super fit guy in his 20s with beautiful abs and great glutes, and then he died out of nowhere. And you're like, what? How did this happen? He couldn't handle the, the third shot. So then we, so then we go, so then we go, and we cut the body open, and we do the autopsy, and we look at everything. And what you learn is it's actually it becomes a little easy to understand, right? They had some blocked arteries you didn't know about in the way of. Uh, that, that, that rotating quarterback, right where they, they looked, they had to deal with a lot of injuries at the most important position. You eventually have to land on a true freshman. They had a bit of a genetic disorder, if it's like in Jimbo's Fisher philosophy, right? Like it's, it's a bit old, it's a bit outdated, and, and hopefully they've managed to address that this season. Their, their offensive line was young, and again, I think Jimbo's system kind of put them in a, a bit of a bad spot to begin with, so it kind of exacerbated the problem. So, so I guess my point is like, you have, it seems impossible that a Texas A&M team with that much talent could do as badly as they did until you really start to think critically about it. And then you're like, okay, actually this makes a bit of sense. And I don't know what A&M's ceiling is, but I guarantee the floor is like, like they're not going to finish last in the SEC West. There's just no possible way. So if you're talking about actually challenging the top, they would feel to me like the only team that truly has that potential. Uh, Auburn. Yeah. What 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 are they? I'm not worried about or uh, you know I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm bullish on all, Auburn long term. If you want to know what they are, they're the Viet Cong, they're the Taliban, they're cockroaches. They you can't kill them, right? What survives a nuclear war? Cockroach. Like and Keith Richards. Auburn 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 has no reason that their fans should be as excited as they are. They should have the NIL money. Like, there's no reason they should have the belief. They should be downtrodden. They should be sad. And they just set a record for preseason uh, for season tickets. Like, what are we talking about, dude? They should be completely demoralized. But you know what they have, man? They have faith. They have belief. And then why I mentioned the Viet Cong and all the... Because this is something you see throughout history, right, where... The big empire comes in and attacks a country with these with these natives, right? And what they find is, okay, you have the better, you have all the, you have the better technology, you have better troops, but you don't have the belief. 
And so, like, you can crush them, you can beat them in the short term, but they're still there. Then they eventually, they will emerge out of the plains. And I don't know that there's, like, as bad of a fit as Brian Harson was, Hugh Freeze is perfect. Like, Hugh Freeze is perfect at Auburn. So, again, I think this year, you know, they'll get a bit frisky. They'll probably upset some people. But long term, I would be feeling um, pretty pleased if, 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 if I was an Auburn Tiger fan. You know, I noticed yesterday, too, Hugh Freeze um, looks like the Bucky's logo, like the beaver from Bucky's. How crazy is that? I never thought about that. No free shouts. I never thought about that, dude. How about that, dude? So what's wild is like, it, like basically, you could also use the Alamo as a reference for Auburn. Like, remember the Alamo? There, this year is a remember the Alamo moment because you're defending your home uh, via Calm reference there, where like they may not win the war. But they're going to take a few of you with them when they go. And, and, and you just can't stamp them out. You cannot stamp them out. Like, they have a belief that cannot be quenched. And you, you see it. Like, I mean, you see it in the NIL buy-in. Again, you see it in the season ticket. So, it's, it's, so I'm, I'm um, again, I'm not concerned about Auburn this year. I think they probably come in, like, fourth or fifth. Um, but long-term, I would, yeah. Because Hugh Freeze can coach, man. And you know he's going to get a good quarterback play. Oh, 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 baby Billy's in. Uh, he's he's fully wound up and, and ready to go. So, uh, do appreciate it, man. Uh, T. Bob, always a pleasure, my man. You can catch him everywhere. All the places he mentioned. Snaps is an excellent show. Highly recommend. Uh, obviously, we appreciate you hanging out. Thanks. Hell yeah, Bo. Come on. <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs>